Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 26. I recap eating hella tacos with flan. We got the juicy bits, including birds with a drinking problem. We got a Canadian themed sauce on you with special guest Lisa Mack and more. Episode 26, A. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, Don Thotties and Fortunate Cookies. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. This is Dine Peace. This is Chavid. Welcome to episode 26. Thanks for tuning in as always. Yes, we uh, love it. You got any shout outs this week? Mm, happy birthday, Carlo. Dima Kali. Happy belated. It's belated by the time this It's belated, yes. Happy belated yes. birthday, Carlo. You a but real one. what's coming up this weekend is the other Dima Kali's birthday. So oh, yeah. shout out to Charles. Happy early birthday. I'm going to dub it now for whenever he's on the show. Mr. Gout Clout. <laughs> And uh, I'll, I'll loop back on why we said happy birthday to Carlo, besides saying happy birthday okay. to Carlo. <laughs> I want to give another shout out to uh, our good friend Marvin and the whole Native Sons Barbecue team. Yes, um, They're yes. back in action. So happy. Yeah, you were very happy with your oh, dance. I was walking very happy. Yeah. I kind of felt like an asshole after you guys said something, but walking in, I was like... <laughs> I get my brisket right so, now. So for the folks that don't know about Native Sons, very special barbecue. Yeah. It's definitely our favorite. Yeah, in the Bay Area, I think. But if you show up at the start time... You're shit out of luck, pretty much. If you're reading this, it's too late. If you're reading this, it's too late, for sure. You definitely need to show up early and get in the queue. Yeah. Get in the queue for some queue? Get in the queue for God, queue. that's really bad. Um, that's how to have been Actually, sorry. my shout out is also to Nina and Reggie. They got in line and originally they were like, oh, you know, we'll just order for you. Yeah. Or cut with us or whatever. And it was Folsom Street Fair. And there was something else going on that day, but it caused a lot of traffic and it took me a long time to get there. Yeah, same. We came over from the East Bay. Yeah. We were only maybe like eight people behind Nina and Reggie and we were the last people to get meat. Yeah. I showed up like right when they got the food and then I did like a little dance like I don't have to wait in line. And yeah, then, we we're like, damn, that like, flex oh, dance. There's like a long line still. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're glad you're back, Marvin, and the yes, whole team. Yes, yes. And uh, we can't wait to eat it next yeah, time. Yeah, so follow them on Instagram and, you know, be on the lookout for whenever they're popping up because it is very random. Yes. And get there early. For sure. Or else you'll regret it. Welcome for the tips. Yes. We always provide those. <laughs> um, but other than that, what have you been up to lately? So my Uncle Jim. Hey, Uncle he, Jim. <laughs> he lives in Atlanta, works for Porsche. And oh, so it's that uncle. That I haven't uncle. heard the stories before. Yeah. Okay, cool. So when he comes to the Bay Area for work, it's always pretty last minute or I, I I don't think he gets much notice when he comes over here but he told me while I was in Asia like are you back in town for a blah 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 date um, let's grab dinner and I was like sure let's do that and so the date before I think he hit me up and he was like hey are you still free for dinner tomorrow and I said yes and so that typically what happens is Uncle Jim always wants Asian food his partner I guess fiance now oh. Well, congratulations. Got, my uncle proposed to Derek recently. Aww. He does not really eat Asian food and he doesn't eat meat off of a bone. Mm. And so for the folks that don't know, I'm Vietnamese. My mom's Vietnamese. But when my mom came from America. To, um, mean to? Uh, to yeah. America. Sorry. Um, she was only 16 and without my grandparents. Uh, they got split up because my mom was on the last plane before the airport got bombed. <sighs> And so when my mom came to America, she was only 16. And uh, luckily, the Nardini family adopted her. So my only living grandparent is Grandma Jane, and she's English. Mm. And so I have a white Uncle Jim and an Aunt Suzanne and an Uncle John. And so anyways, Uncle Jim grew up eating Asian food with my mom. 
along with everything so else. So is that kind of a tribute to why he craves it all the time now? Exactly. Oh, okay, and cool. because Derek doesn't eat it. Oh, so it's like two reasons of why it just yeah. is that much better when he can have so it. So typically when he comes to the Bay Area, we go grab Asian food and he likes good food. So, you know, thanks to Uncle Jim, I got to eat at Hakkasan and Slanador and other places. So this time he was like, hey, I know you just came back from Asia. We don't have to get Asian food. We could do something else. And so I suggested umakasa. And he's like, oh, cool. What is that? And I was like, oh, it's Portuguese food. He's like, as long as I don't have to eat yak, I'm fine with that. Yak? I, didn't, I don't know why. Like the animal or cognac? or No, no, like the animal, the yak. Oh. I, I'm yeah. not, <laughs> not throw up. I'm not vomit either. As long as I don't have to eat throw up, no. So we went there and then he was just like, I trust you, whatever you want to get. And so. I hear that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both do. Yeah. I mean, we did look at the menu a little bit together. Um, so I went with the the pesties de bacalao, which is a very, you oh, know, so very, good. very typical. That was one of my favorites when I went. I think it was last year when I went. Yeah. Then uh, we got uh, the shrimp toast. And then we also got an arugula salad and the branzino, which I've been wanting to try. Yeah, I didn't get to have that when I went there. And it looks amazing. I've it's seen, really, I've it's seen really photos good. of it. It's with tomatoes and zucchini and I'm not sure what else is in that dish, but it has like a nice crisp skin and, mm-hmm. and you know. For just, listeners, it's Portuguese fish dish. Uncle Jim's like, yeah, branzino sounds great. I love it. I love branzino. And so when it came out, it was a whole fish. Yeah. <laughs> like it was still intact. Yeah. And he was like, honey, you're going to have to. It's got to be IG friendly. Honey, you're going to have to cut it for me and put it on my plate because I cannot touch that. Off principle. <laughs> I I mean, he, Uncle Jim, he's probably never had to do that before. And I get it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people, if it's not something that they're used to, it is weird looking. Yeah. And I guess, too, if you're not used to eating, like, you know, fish on bone, there's really a good risk you could catch one. Oh, for sure. I mean, cause, and I think with the benzene, it's inevitable that you're going to get bone into mm-hmm. the meat. And so you just have to be careful. And then so he kept on like we were drinking and so he kept on forgetting which side of the plate was he putting the bones he's like oh shit I'm eating the bones again oh yeah and, the, and they're translucent-ish yes, same yes. color as the plate it's dark mood lighting you know <laughs> date night but yeah. with my uncle yeah hey, it's still a date's a date but yeah I really love umakasa and it's delicious and I just think it's funny because oh Uncle Jim yeah <laughs> it's, it's I love him and I have a great time whenever I see him but yeah off mic, we were talking about how good the brunch is too. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to check out their brunch. Yeah, that I'm a huge really fan. Awesome. And yeah, shout out to Antelmo. I love Umakasa. And then they just recently opened um, Piri, Piri. Oh, yeah, Piri Pika. Piri Pika, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they that. replace the original Fritz location Fr- on. Frigids, frigids? Is it Frigids? No, they, they had like a J in it. So it was very Yeah, I think Frigids. Yeah. It's, um, and I think Frigids, or whatever it's called, just moved around the corner. Mm. And, and I think they have multiple locations, anyways. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. so it's, uh, what is that? What is that? Valencia on. between 16th and uh, 17, I guess. Or the other one closed a long time ago. There used to be one in Hayes, I think. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not in Hayes anymore. Okay. But yeah, right. super excited to try because I know that chicken dish I've had at Umakasa and it's really good. Mm. But yeah, that's my shout out to that. And then also because it was Carlos' birthday. Birthday. Oh, the thing you wanted to bring it back full yes. circle to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got coursed to go back to the Dimakali residence. Oh, coursed. coursed. Like cor- I thought like, like, like meal course, like a like, course in a meal? Not course salt. Oh, okay. <laughs> coursed to go back to their house to party some more. We got Jollibee, which is, yes. Because okay. you have to. Because you have to. We're over there. And Carlo and Charles's mom made bistec and kare kare. I know about the karakare dish because I have a lot of Filipino friends and, mm-hmm. you know, I know food things, but I've never had it before. Wow. So I know you're supposed to eat it with rice. Yeah. There was no more rice. There was only Filipino style spaghetti, fried chicken, and karakare. <laughs> and what hour of the night was this? Uh, it was very, it's quite late. So that makes perfect. Or- 
early. So it makes perfect sense then. <laughs> yeah. You're doing exactly what you should have been doing. So all three really strong flavors, right? Mm-hmm. I like it. I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. So I'm assuming what I had was really good. Mm-hmm. It tasted good to me. So real it was rich. O- real rich. So it's oxtail, bok choy. And then I noticed there was chunks of peanuts. And so Flan and I talked about this a little bit earlier. I know it as peanut butter stew. Mm-hmm. But what Flan was saying is like peanut butter is kind of like the cheat hack or the shortcut way of doing it. But the OG way is with peanuts. Mm, okay. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would love to try it again with a big bowl of white rice. So did the peanuts hold any, did the peanuts still hold any crunch or were they like kind of softened into the stew? A little softened, but it, it, enough, enough to have some bite. Okay. Because um, when it comes to like, you know, peanut butter, I'm a chunky peanut butter person versus a smooth oh, peanut butter person. Yeah. Definitely. I don't associate with smooth peanut butter no, people. I think that's weird as hell. Yeah. I, I like texture. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, oxtail, when you stew it after a while, it is quite soft in the bok choy. So I do appreciate the chunks of, of the peanuts in it. But you know, I, I told you guys like the other day, I was like, hey, I had my first cut of cut. And yeah. you guys were like, how'd you like it? And I told you how Flan was like, that's not how you eat it. <laughs> that's not how you eat but it. But I think for the time of day you had it, it was V appropriate. V appropriate. V, V, appropriate. V, V, <laughs> Along with Hennessy and Apple Crown. Yeah. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> Shout out to Pam. But yeah, someone go eat it with me. I mean, John, make it for me. <laughs> Actually, we have a special treat. Flan is making us noodles right now. He just wanted to touch some dough. You know, we he talked t- about it. And then his eyes had some sparkle in it. We definitely took a recording break to make this happen. <laughs> so very excited to eat that later on. You'll, the story will have it. The story will definitely <laughs> David, have it. David, what you got? Uh, let's see. As of lately, I think my l- most recent food endeavors have been more on like the Latin side. Mm-hmm. So last night, it's almost like a continuation from last show. Uh, <laughs> Bobby spends his days off getting on these food obsessions. He came over to my spot the other day. We're driving to Post Provolone's house for something else. Bobby's notoriously tired of Mexican food because the bike shop he used to work at was next door to one, so he had it so much. He's He will notoriously say, like when I ask him, hey, what do you want to go eat today? He's like, oh, anything but Mexican food. Really? Oh my goodness. So we're driving in East Oakland. We pulled up at a light, and then at the light is a Salvadorian place, and the windows were open. And it was as simple as, oh, what smells good? We looked out, and it's a pupusa truck. And then Bobby and I were like, you just want to start trying to make pupusas today? And we're like, all right. That was how it started? Yeah, from just stopped at a traffic <laughs> light and smelling it. Oh my goodness. So then after we left post Provolone's place, we just went to Berkeley Bowl and got masa and got all the stuff to do it. I learned a lot about how tough it is, the technique. It's, um, yeah. Getting, it's, it's, getting the consistency right of the dough, forming it so it's thin enough. I've already deeply enjoyed and appreciated pupusas in my life before, but since this was my first time trying to make them off of just recipes online and YouTube videos, I have a really big appreciation for it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's hard to do, and it, you're going to have a lot of feels before you get yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like the actual cooking of them wasn't the hard part. It was, yeah, just to, the construction. To make, to yeah, construction yeah. Construction is the hard part. And we also sure. try to have a more ambitious, like, filling, because, I mean, I think most pupuserias you go to, they have, like, your normal usual suspects of filling so we wanted to try to fill them with stuff we usually wouldn't have mm-hmm. and so yeah, like that's another variable that makes it harder yeah yeah so uh, we we had an ambitious filling we did beans of course but we also mixed in pureed with it uh, eggplant onions um, just for fun a little bit of crab paste and sauteed lamb so the flavors were there but yeah we weren't able to get it like super thin so it was a little chunky with the masa i wanted to make a slightly different uh, slaw or the cortido so instead of having it just vinegar-based, I also put in a little bit of QP and like a lot more red wine vinegar, salt and pepper. 
And uh, that part came out good. We wanted to make salsa too, but we were running low on time and resources. So we forewent that and bought salsa, but that turned out pretty good. Nice, nice. It looked, it looked good. Oh yeah, as long as they look cool on IG, <laughs> no, it was fine. There's more to it yeah, than just yeah, yeah. how it looks. So I but, care about what it actually tastes but like. But like how Flan just wanted to touch some dough right now, like I have leftover masa at home, and I'm kind of like I got that bug now too. So yeah, definitely. Like the next time I have some time, I might try to give it another go as well. I have some filling left over, so oh yeah, definitely. Maybe you can you do, do that. And then uh, a couple days before that, I got dinner with Flan because we had to brainstorm this other project we're working on for Good Company. And I was like, hey, it's Tuesday. Do you want to go to All You Can Eat Tacos? And who says no to All You Can Eat Tacos, right? So there's a place by me in Emeryville called Las Moles. And you know how most Taco Tuesdays are just discounted tacos, right? They're like, oh, they're only a dollar or whatever. This place, it's like 12 bucks and it's all you can eat. This place is amazing. They're making the tortillas from scratch. Uh, you can see them doing it. Uh, you get to pick your fillings. They only have your standard beef, pork, chicken, and veggie. I kind of wish they had more of the awful cuts because that's what I like. But I understand for all you can eat, it's probably... Kind of make it simple. Yeah, yeah. And they might crowd, run out they of They got to do crowd pleasers. Yeah. But, you know, it was a real good family spot. It wasn't too crowded, but the last time I went, it was packed. So I was... It when was, you guys went, it was packed? No, not, it was not crowded. Oh, okay. It was nice. And uh, I think we both settled on our magic number was eight. That's about as far as we could go. Each? Eight each. And then is this like taco bar style or you order and they bring it to you? No, it's kind of like uh, you walk up to the guy and you tell him which ones you want pretty gotcha. much. Okay. So it, we just made it easy by doing one of each twice. Okay. And and you do that frugal thing where you're like, okay, if I eat this many, they costed this much each. Yeah, yeah. So if you did eight, they're each about a buck fifty. Okay, that's not bad. And uh, I think Flan can agree. One of their hidden stars of their lineup are their onions. They do like these little pearl onions that have just been going all day. Remember, I had that in Mexico City and I never had that before. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember that. It was little pearl onions that they slice in half with the little toothpick and they just grill it. So it's like just like sweet. slow all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have well, them. I mean, in- it was just like a side plate of that with the pastor at uh, La Tizoncito. And that was the first time I ever had it. Most taquerias here don't do it like that. Uh It had been so long since I've done the all-you-can-eat tacos. Because I don't even remember if I've talked about it on the show or not before. I might have. I forgot. I haven't done it often. And uh, I forgot they had them. But they're just sitting in a bin. You can take as many as you want. Mm -hmm. And there's like that beautiful like red oily liquid that forms on the bottom from just them going all day. So like that itself becomes like another sauce. I want to go just for that. Yeah, I forgot. I really like that. Being that it's called Los Moles, they're known for their moles. Usually when you go for the Taco Tuesday, I don't always get them. But Mm -hmm. like they do this michelada where they put mole in it, which is pretty cool. But at the time, Flan and I were like, nah, let's just not drink booze today. Mm-hmm. So luckily they had the Agua Frescas. So, um, do the Agua Frescas change all the time? Uh, I don't know if it rotates, but um, we definitely did the pro tip of getting half strawberry, half horchata. Yay. Shout out to Al Pastor Poppy. Yep. We just had that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah, my taco consumption has been pretty That's high That's what lately. I always do. Yeah. I didn't start doing it until recently. Oh, okay. um, but I think... Flan let me know it was kind of like an insider tip. <laughs> yeah. The real pros get the half-half. So again, another <laughs> SDBH food tip for you when you go to the taqueria. Yes. And yeah, the week before that was my mom's birthday. So shout out to Mama Dang. And she just wanted Gym Boys for her Happy birthday. So, and she just, I surprised, I drove back to Sacramento and uh, we got Gym Boys. I love it. The day after that All You Can Eat Taco Tuesday. Oh my goodness. So, how many, so then how many tacos did you consume that last week? Nine in two days. Oh, I had nine in. T- it was eight on one day and one on the other day. Oh, but you I was only like, had one for your because I had I had a chilleriano as well. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because I also could not taco that much again the next day. So <laughs> I, I was telling people, oh, I had nine tacos in two days. But what I really meant is I had eight tacos one day and I had one taco the next day. <laughs> I still am chasing that gym boys dragon. The, yeah, and they weren't as on point this time too. They, they were still good. Yeah, we didn't have the crunch. But again, it's it. what my mom wanted. So whatever Mama Dang wants on her B day, she yep, gets definitely. 
So, uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of good B days lately, and it led to a lot of good You know what? This month, there's been a lot of birthdays that have of our homies have had and upcoming. Yeah. There's still more to come. What is it? Is it Leo season? I don't know what I, I lose track is. of my... I lose I track of those signs, yeah. But whatever season is, is Leo... It is Leo season. No. How about whatever season it is, it's always eating season. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. What do we have this week? The first one is from Munchies. Oh, it's been a while since we've done a munchies. <laughs> I love munchies. I love the way they yeah, I love the way they write these. Irish prison inmates snuck in Chinese takeout delivery by drone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the wheat field staff has taken a number of steps to prevent kung pao chicken or cocaine or whatever <laughs> from being dropped into the re rec yard. Yeah. Oh, I read as re yard. <laughs> like an email response? Yes. <laughs> um the picture is a drone and it's like kind of like, you know, the the picture of like an eagle like clawing into something. Yeah. Same idea, but it's a drone holding two Chinese to-go boxes. It's blatantly Photoshop, but that's kind of what makes it great. I can appreciate that. Yeah, it says, earlier this year, Chinese authorities granted license to L.me, one of the country's biggest food delivery platforms, giving it the official okay to start making deliveries by drone. I don't think that's what happened here, but I think they're just making the correlation that um, someone just kind of, you know, phoned it in and it came in. That's um, hilarious. So an unidentified person flew an order in and I guess it happened multiple times and no one caught it. Yeah. So it's like in the parentheses, nice job, guys, all caps. <laughs> yeah, no, talking about the prison guards for not noticing. Yeah. Um, it said they only noticed later when they noticed the takeout boxes in the trash. And so this method was also used to fly drugs in. Yeah. But I mean, when you're really in prison and deprived of numerous things, I feel like you could put those at a similar level when you're that desperate for any of those. Oh, I, I get it. If Chinese food is not option in if you've been eating, again? if you've been eating in, in I, Ireland, Ireland, yeah. So if you've been eating ramen noodles and canned tuna, some really delicious MSG would probably be very tempting. That powder would just be as tempting as other powders. Because I know cup of noodles is a thing that it's you can like, get in jail here in America, yeah. but I wonder if that's an option in Ireland. Yeah, um, I was actually watching... And maybe um, you don't have to crave having Kung Pao chicken or whatever drove yeah, over. Or maybe they sprinkle the cocaine on top for seasoning. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe it's like an assemble your own package. I don't know. You know, they didn't find the actual drone, but they like could only assume that was the only way it got in. I love how cheeky it was at the end of the article saying like, so if you know an Irish inmate who craves takeout, you better start working on your throwing arm because those might be the only way those egg rolls will clear the fence. Oh my goodness. Because I think now they're taking measures to stop the drones from getting in. But I mean, the food delivery game is blowing up everywhere. I mean, even behind bars. Dude, when you're in jail and you have you have a lot of free time. Yeah. You become very imaginative. Well, and hungry from eating good things. Because you got cell phones in there. You're probably on Instagram and there's all these people <laughs> posting all these really good Instagrammable photos of food. Oh, yeah. You're, you're getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the stories we weren't going to do today. The Pasta New York restaurant that was opened up just to take pretty pictures of pasta. But um, I was watching an episode of Hot Ones a while back, um, the Ja Rule episode. And I guess him and Lil Wayne got excited because... There's like a prison cookbook for at least American prisons of like what you can make with the prison rations. That's hilarious. And they were even saying like which facility has what ingredients. <laughs> That's funny. Like I know I know in America from what I've seen like the the prison the like the default prison spread is like taking the ramen noodles you crush them up. And then like you put the nacho cheese and tuna in and you kind of shake it up and make like a salad. Oh, I didn't know about all that. Yeah, it's called like a spread. <laughs> Why do you know this? Cuz I spend a lot of time on YouTube. Okay. Maybe like some of these inmates are and they just wanted their deliveries. Okay. okay. But um, I feel for them because, you know, prison food sucks. I mean, look at what just happened to Bill Cosby. He took a bad joke and he got a chicken patty thrown at him. They don't get seconds. 
So you must be really offended to throw away your day sustenance at a bad joke. This next one is from the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> That's so extreme. <laughs> Very extreme. Especially for a story like this. Drunk birds are causing havoc in a Minnesota town. Police say they'll sober up soon. <laughs> I love the picture. We didn't watch the video, but the thumbnail is just these two birds with like their mouths open with these berries in it. Do you feel like that's propped? <laughs> that's like, I don't know. that's it a really good photo. It didn't say it was photoshopped like the munchies one. <laughs> or the photographer got really lucky. So the reason why these birds are drunk <laughs> is because they're eating fermented berries. They yeah, fermented yeah, yeah. early this season. Again, I love the writing on this article too. Police in Gilbert, Minnesota are warning residents about a group of youthful residents unable to handle their alcohol. <laughs> They've been drifting around town looking disoriented, nearly avoiding getting hit by cars. But these aren't teenagers getting drunk. Instead, it's the local bird population. Yo, these sound like they'd be really tasty. <laughs> Like to eat? Wait, you want to eat this no. bird that's oh, no, 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 eating no, no, these no. fermented cherries? No, I berries? meant like the berries, oh like, <laughs> like. Oh my god! This could be like. I an, like had a look of shock uh, in my face. Really? I was like, no. Wait, you want to eat these birds? No, I mean I'll eat birds in general, like yeah, poultry. Totally. But I mean, I, autom I'm, <laughs> I automatically went there. Oh no, my brain went to like, is this like a new foraging trend? So could like. Could you see like cocktail mixologists like looking out at these trees and picking these berries and like saving them for cocktails at bars because they're already Dude, fermented. my old roommate Anthony, I don't know, I think he was gifted this jar of moonshine cherries. Yeah. And we were like, oh, this is fucking stupid. But then every day we definitely like pop one or two in yeah, our yeah, mouth yeah. just because it's there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what these birds are doing as they're going about their day. You know, they're just trying to get a little buzz going when they go about their business. But so how people even noticed this was because these birds were like flying into windows and doors or something and, and getting hit. <laughs> that is a very shocking experience because I remember like being home growing up and I would hear a bird hit our window once in a while and wonder what it was. And then you think, oh, a bird hit it because we just washed it or something. So maybe that's been like the lie all along. Like, no, you didn't just clean your windows. These birds were just drunk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These Windex companies like advertising, oh, look how clean it is. It's so clean birds fly into it. Like, no, they're just eating the berries. And so because this is from Minnesota, like the jokes... They get really bad. They get really, really bad. I don't even want to repeat them, but... <laughs> you can find the article yourself too if you want to read the jokes that are probably wor even worse than what I would do, which is pretty bad. Angry birds laughing and giggling uncontrollably and appearing to be happy. Like, okay, are they they're, they're not angry, they're drunk. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Stupid joke. I mean, are they texting their exes? <laughs> Why? Is that what angry birds do? Well, that's what drunk people do. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is that what happens in the game? <laughs> no, no. I have. It's been a while since I've played, but no, I was just making a joke about what drunk people do. I'm serious, though. These berries, I'm really curious what, how, how, like, how much ABV is in them. Um, what do they taste like? And if they fermented, like, do they get more tart? So because these birds, you can't technically give them a breathalyzer test. Matt <laughs> just to visualize that too. <laughs> like, are there cop birds that pull over the other birds? <laughs> like the, like the, um, I always think of bird feathers from Animaniacs. Oh, like when, when like, they'll like get, when they run away or, or they like the God feathers, the God feathers. Is oh, that what they call? I think so. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. mob, the mob pigeons. That's what I always think of. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, like, especially at Dolores Park when you're just laying around, I see all these pigeons just like bobbing their head and I automatically like, go think to it's the, the, mob pigeons. the mob pigeons. So if I see two birds flying around now, like I wonder, they're, they're not courting or mating or something. Maybe one's trying to pull over the other one because they're drunk. Oh my God. <laughs> so Matthew Dodder, a self-described bird guy <laughs> bird. with four decades of birding experience who leads classes in Palo Alto actually. Actually, he's oh, from wow. here. Told the Washington Post that the key giveaway to tell whether the birds are drunk is their goofy behavior. Oh, okay. They'll be flying kind of erratically, he said. <laughs> we typically see them flying lower than usual through traffic. They're just careless and they're not looking for cars or other obstacles. So they're FUI. 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to stop now. All right. Bird out. Yeah, that didn't have too much to do with food besides boozy berries, but whatever, we'll take it. I like, I didn't notice that the guy was from Palo Alto. That's kind of cool. Matthew Daughter. I mean, yeah, this is loosely related to food. (laughs) I do want to, I'm curious about these berries though. (laughs) I was like, you want to eat these birds? (laughs) So this last one is from Inside Edition. Pennsylvania Pennsylvania man wins 1 million lottery ticket using fortune cookie numbers. We have a pretty interesting theme today. (laughs) Yes. Ronnie Martin of Long Pond drives to New Jersey every day for work and regularly stops at a gas station to pick up lottery tickets. So this man also really loves Chinese food, along with that prisoner. (laughs) Yeah, or the prisoners. Prisoners, yes. (laughs) It was a massive 543 million jackpot drawing. He bought three Mega Million tickets, handpicking the numbers that were on the slip of a paper of a fortune cookie he opened years before. So, like, so, not even a recent one. No, he like, just must have had it in his wallet. Okay. He liked the numbers and decided to stick with them. The New Jersey Lottery explained in a press release. Because I, I feel like when I get them, I usually don't even read the fortune unless, like, I see a number, like, a lucky number I like in it. But, man, for you to keep one from that long, no. the article doesn't state what the fortune was, but I kind of really want to know what it is now. And then add in bed at the end? That what? And add in bed at the end. In bed? You know, like on the fortune cookie, like the message is always blah, 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 in bed. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that too. There are places you can get your own customized ones now too, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Um, we have that. Right lo- here in Chinatown. <laughs> yes. We're not very far from that right now. Have you been to the factory here yet? You know, I've never done the tour. I, I want to do it. There's, one not, day. <laughs> there's not even really like a tour. Like you walk in and like, look at it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was a legit tour. No, like it, there's like a standing area, like, a, and you just watch the people that are folding the cookie. It actually is pretty cool. We should go do it one day. I haven't done it since I was a kid. I do know you could pay like an extra couple bucks and get dirty messages on the, oh, okay. on the fortune cookie. And, um, but I mean, they're not like really dirty because I forgot who, someone brought it to my house. They're only PG. It, oh, it was Flan. Flan brought it to So they're in. only like PG-13, not R. They were definitely PG-13 messages, not R. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone since I was a kid, but you know, being like the Chinese people that I am and then they are, I saw a sign that was like, no pictures unless like you pay 50 cents to take a picture, which oh I don't goodness. know if they still enforce that because it's probably very hard to enforce now. No, these days you can pretend you're taking a selfie and yeah. really just taking a photo. Yeah, whatever. exactly. No, we should go because it wasn't until I went there as a kid did I have a warm one. Because, mm-hmm. you know, customarily, it's usually stale when you get it. Yeah. Like, sure. I'm kind of mad if it's not stale when I get it at a normal place. But you can get a warm one, like, fresh off the line. I saw that you can get, like, just flat ones before they fold yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know that uh, until I had went there because um, they fold them while they're warm and then they harden into the shape that they're in. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, a throwaway pile, too, of, like, crumbs and cracked off pieces and you could have it warm and... I would compare it to like a fresh waffle cone. It's so Ooh, yeah. like buttery and vanilla and oh, they're so good. Oh, and they have flavors too. You can get chocolate and vanilla. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, we should plan a, yeah, a, a, a tour. Yeah, we could walk, AKA walk in. Yeah, we should just <laughs> walk out. <laughs> that's really all it is. And buy a bag of pre-done ones. But no, they're really good. There probably aren't uh, numbers in there that will give us a lottery ticket win. But I'm down to go anyways. And also let's remember, fortune cookies are not Chinese. If anyone thinks otherwise, then you're not doing enough research. They are American. Thanks for the facts, David. But they're very delicious still. That doesn't take away from how much I like eating them. Um, So Martin (laughs) didn't believe that he won. And so he had them scan the ticket multiple times. And then when it finally sunk in, he was like, all right, let's get the form out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Him and his wife are going to use that prize money to pay off their house and bills before putting the rest towards our savings. Maybe order some more takeout with that, too. Oh, probably. Yeah, I would. All right, it's that time. What time it is? That most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called Saucing on You. We name three food items. You've got to pick one and never have again. We're joined by a very special guest today. My dear friend. Introduce yourself to the people. Hi, I'm Lisa. Mac. Lisa Mac. That was very nice right there. Thank <laughs> return you for, of the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's first time. First time, but also the return. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Got to meet you through a couple other food things before. Concerts. Yeah, concerts. It was Georgia Smith's show. With, what are the name of the shots again? Oh, remember those Miami Vice shots <laughs> that we took? The two-tone shot glasses? Like, it was a shot glass oh, that was, yeah. it had like a slant It was it. like orange cream and then there was a... Was yeah. it a creamsicle? Yeah, cream. Yeah. yeah. We bought them again after. Yeah, we're, we fa- we're fans now. <laughs> Twisted shots. Twisted shots. That's Twisted. What it's Wasn't it with a Z? Yes. Okay, Twisted it has to be with a Z. Has to be with a Z. Okay, but yeah, I'm diverting too much. Uh, we're here to uh, get rid of some food. So today's theme being that our guest is Canadian. Woo woo. Today is Canadian Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Can you tell us a little bit about Canadian Thanksgiving? Yeah, so I posted a picture yesterday on my Instagram, and one of my friends was like, why are you calling it Canadian Thanksgiving? It's just called Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then I, I was like, well, check the location tag. I'm in San Francisco. They don't know what Thanksgiving <laughs> is in oh, October. Gotcha. Okay. So it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's just so, in October. Yeah. We, kinda, uh, we were trying to do some research we before we got research. here. And I was like, oh, they eat the same stuff and they watch the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We just do it earlier. Uh, a theory is that in Canada, because it's more north things harvest earlier. Okay. I think so. it said four weeks. Oh, it's about eight weeks, I guess, is the difference. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of other theories. Always I'm the second really sure. Monday. Yes. Of October. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. So that is today. Mm. Yes. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for wonderful friends like you all. Aww. Yay. I'm thankful for my health and all the great food that's in San Francisco. That's very true, too. I'm thankful you're here to get rid of some food. So in spirit of all that theme, we're going to do a Canadian themed one. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to name the three items. They are poutine. Don't say poutine. Shocker there. (laughs) (laughs) Mom's grinning so hard. Maple syrup and ketchup chips. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. Dime piece, are you ready to go first? So... I don't know if I've ever had proper poutine. Well, we did, but I think you're kind of drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. At well, at least, at least at my fa- Yeah, my favorite one I've had here. I haven't had like a real one in Canada, but I think that's... I've never been to Canada before. I haven't either. I need to... <gasps> I know. I know. I we're sorry. To, I wanted to visit Can you, take you us? when you were in Vancouver. Yeah. Can you take us? Let's I've been wanting go. to go forever, too. Yeah. So I don't know if I've had proper poutine. I made it one time. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever had it was when I made it. Okay. I think ketchup chips I had one time. Then maple syrup, yes, I've had. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty I think, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Probably. I don't know if it's real because there's real maple syrup and fake maple syrup. Yeah. Off the I top probably- of my head, I know, I don't know if they still do, but one place I knew you could get like, at least from what I saw pretty real here was that little skillet when they do the chicken and waffles. Oh, they do Because it's less like colored. It's more like clear and it's more runny. Gotcha. I, I enjoyed that one more because it's like not as sweet and a little more subtle. 
So I'm going to keep poutine because there's meat and fries and gravy and cheese. There's not always meat though, right? Unless you're talking about the beef gravy. I don't know. I don't I don't, okay. I don't know what's in poutine. I'm going to keep it just because fries. Because <laughs> yeah. fries. Off principle. Because cheese curds. Yeah. I love cheese curds. And gravy. And gravy. Yeah. Only fresh gravy. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that part of that meal? Yeah. I was pretty drunk. Anyways. Uh, ketchup chips are going to stay because I like crispy things. Mm-hmm. Also because potatoes. Because potatoes. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of maple syrup because I don't know if I like it or not, to okay. be honest. I'm pretty sure I've had it, but it's not distinct enough for me to like say, I like maple syrup. Okay. It's not a strong contender for me. Okay. Well, we'll see you, Syrup. Lisa, what do you think? Oh, man. I, I must agree with Dime Piece over here because I am a potato fanatic as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, the poutine, you can make it whatever you want. It's very flexible. You can add meat. You can add anything you want in there. What are the facts of like a poutine? What's a proper poutine? The base core. The base core. So they've got to be French fries. Okay. Right? Um, Yes. Frites en français. (laughs) (laughs) I know the kinds that Augie's uses that I like, but I don't know like what's like the set template of what it has to be. Is it more like a shape of the fries? Or does it need to be a certain like width? They've got to be (laughs) potato-y. Potato fries. Like not the um, shoestring type. So it's got to so be like a steak potato, not so thick, not okay. so skin on, skin on. Does that matter? Some do skin on. Yeah. I don't know if that part of the template's as fully established, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think the important thing is it has to be crispy. Because it's got to hold up to the gravy when it's exactly. on there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Science. So maybe Texture. maybe double fry. So the ones double at Augie's. So the ones at Augie's, shout out to that place. It's Have in Berkeley. You, you guys should go. No, we want to get del- them on the show delicious. soon. They were fans. They thrice fry. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I was talking to them about it that time or the time before. I forget too. And uh, they use a red potato. Which I didn't think was as common because, you know, I think most places uh, that do fries are doing like a russet or a Kennebec. But um, they were really adamant and proud that they used a red. I didn't really fully get into them, like why they chose red over other ones. But um, for that, it, it was enough for them to like, oh, we use red. To, red yeah, potatoes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, because I took leftovers home because our portions are big, and I like resauteed it up the next day after the coating of the fry wore away to the core of the potato. I saw the skin. I was like, oh, that's red potato skin. Okay. okay. But again, maybe it's because it holds up to the thrice fry. I don't know. But the thrice fry there is nice because it still has fluffiness in the inside, but it still gives you that really good crisp that can hold up to the gravy. And then we have the gravy. There's miso gravy some people use because oh. of, you is, know. Is it traditionally beef gravy though? Yeah. There's different types of gravy you can use as well. That's what makes it so flexible. And then there's definitely squeaky cheese. Curds. Cheese curds. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be a cheese curd. For yeah. It to be a tea. So yeah. as long as it has those three things, you can take it anywhere. Yes. Some people will add like the grated cheese. Can people get a poutine like separate? Because I like my fries really crispy. And like I would, a deconstructed I, one? Like, and then dip it. Is that no longer a poutine? No longer a poutine. It has yeah. to be layered. Yeah, that's fries and gravy. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so I, I guess back to the original um, game we're playing here. I think we can all agree poutine's like a definite stay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now I you've got to narrow it down between the two. So everyone knows me. Well, now they everyone, do. Now everyone the listeners who, do. Everyone who knows me knows <laughs> me as a potato chip connoisseur. <laughs> so I have to keep the ketchup chips, especially now that they're more valuable to me as they're more rare to get. True, true. <laughs> Is anyone sending you care packages? No, no, I should... Put out requests for that, but I do go visit at least once a year. It's only been a year though. (laughs) (laughs) 
And true to yourself, you did bring chips over today. Yeah. You brought over Walker's celebrating 70 years prawn cocktails. They're very delicious. Yeah. There's no actual prawns in them. No prawns. Doesn't need it. In- like English people, I think they just don't put a lot of real things and stuff. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't know. I like British food. There's some realness there. All right, David. I'm going to get rid of ketchup chips <gasps> because I don't crave it as much as the other two. I'm less of a sweet tooth, more of a savory person, but still, like I mentioned earlier, having what I think is close to being more the real deal from Little Skillet and places like that, when it's more watery and runny and I think more natural tasting, less like viscous, it's really good because it really like seeps into whatever it's taking on, which is usually like a waffle mm-hmm. or a pancake. Um, I think it seeps into the vessel better. You can do bacon with maple syrup. You can do so many things. So I think it's higher in my book among sweet things and other sweet things. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I have to keep it. It's got to be there for me. And I've never craved or seen ketchup chips here in the States as much. So I never really crave them as much. And again, we already established poutines for sure here. You can't buy ketchup chips here, right? Like I think when I've had it, it's because someone brought it over. Yeah. Are there particular brands that are like standouts? I'm not as too well versed in the ketchup chip game. Well, in Canada, there's Lay's like there is here. Mm -hmm. That is more thin, crispy and tangy, very tangy uh, flavoring. Then there's the old Dutch brand, which I enjoy as well. It's more salty. So... There's a Are variety. Are like the two major contenders of the ketchup chip game? I think so. But you know what's interesting is everyone else is getting into the ketchup flavoring game. Okay. Mm. So, you know, like rice crackers, oh. there's like a ketchup flavor. Pringles, there's a ketchup flavor. Even Doritos. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, maybe because it's a more enticing or marketable way than just saying tomato. Because it is a different thing. Like tomato paste. But it doesn't really taste like tomato it yeah. definitely tastes more like ketchup because of its sweetness and totally. vinegary. I mean, yeah, I grew up with friends that would like hate raw tomatoes, but they would love ketchup. I usually also don't eat ketchup on its like the condiment itself normally that often because there's usually so many other more enticing condiments when I'm eating something that needs ketchup. So I could see that as well. But you chose maple syrup, so that's still okay. Yeah, it's very okay. You're, I'll, you're I'll, allowed to come to Canada. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll take it because we can all agree on poutine. Yes. Thanks for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to plug or tell the people anything? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, people follow you on IG or something? or Nope. If you see me on the streets... <laughs> Say hi. Nice. I like that. That's Thank awesome. you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for because I'm new around here. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show. We always appreciate you guys taking the time. Yes, we love your love and support. Uh, follow us on IG. We have a website. Follow us on SoundCloud. Yeah. We can't say it's new anymore. It's not, not new. new. It's it's not new. Just come to our site, please. Come, come to our site. It's in our bio. Uh, hit like and subscribe. Yes. So, Chavin, what are you doing? Uh, soon. Soonish. Um, <laughs> soonish. <laughs> I will be in San Diego soon for the weekend. Um, I like going when I can, visiting some friends and going there once or twice a year. This will be my first time this year. Uh, I always like to go to some of my favorites down there, but I'm always looking for new wrecks. So if you guys have any San Diego wrecks, or if you're from down there and you want to meet up for some food, always holler. Are you going to go get that 
What is it? The beef tongue. Oh, La, La Fashada, the, the lengua tacos. Yes. No, those... no, the, what is it? The beef tongue milanesa. Oh, Torta. that one. Oh, that's in Tijuana um, at Telefonica. It's like a little, like a little. I want that. Food I stall. need it. Yeah. I mean, I do plan to go to Tijuana for a day. So I'm going with Post to visit my friend Kevin and Esteban. So shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to try to go there again if we have time. And I'll get it and I'll take a picture for you. Send pics. Send tongue pics. Send tongue pics. Send, 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 send li- tongue sandwich pics. Send lingua. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking my ling- lingua edge. Oh, no. I know it was bad. You it was didn't re- do any puns today. I had to get at least one. No, I had like another really bad one earlier. <laughs> I only get like one or two per show. So let me live. Uh, what about you, Dime Piece? Um, it's not a thousand percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go um, for a Big Bad Wolf three-year anniversary in What's LA. Up, hey, Hedge. Hello, Hedgen. Um, three-year anniversary since it's been Big Bad Wolf, but this is going to be the first one that's happening in uh, in LA. Um, I think the last count right now, there's only 12 seats left. Woo. Hey, SoCal uh, folks, you better jump on that. Yeah, and it's going to be downtown LA. Um, my mom will be there. So will Hedges, Hedges, mom, will, Hedges, uh, mom, sorry. Hedges mom will be there. Um, if I can make it work, I'm probably, I will be there um, working because I, I've already had many of these meals. So I think other people should experience. Share the wealth. Yeah. Share the wealth. But yeah, definitely my family will be there. Um, and yeah, you know, this would be an opportunity for all my LA friends who have seen my pop-ups and, you know, pop-ups that I attend and my friends do. So this is your opportunity to uh, get a taste. Yes. Eight tastes. Eight tastes. 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 Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm very excited for that. Cool. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, We need Halloween costume recommendations, guys. Oh, yeah. So we think it would be cool if we can have food costumes. I already have decided on what I want to be if we're going to do this food costume thing as, yeah. a, as a collective. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chavid and Flan need ideas. Yeah. So float some over our way. Yeah, any that involve like threes or a matching set of, th- of trio. Ideally, it would be nice if we can match. But it's not going to happen unless you guys are going to do yeah, you guys what I already us. said what I want to do. Yeah, you guys got to let it... <laughs> so you just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care about... T- I- I want to be Hamburglar. Oh, you're going to tell him. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I have a couple ideas in the So in, one of you got to be Grimace. Man, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, a lot, lot of purple. It's a lot of purple. That's fine. I could be a standalone Hamburglar. Yeah. So, uh, and if nobody's being Ronald, we can get that. We can get that clear. No and one's going to be Ain't nobody being Ronald out here. Um, I, I did look it up today because I was showing Yesenia the other costumes. I don't know the other. There's like a, is it a bird that flies or yeah, something? Yeah, I remember the bird. You know, because um, birds typically fly. Yeah, and there might have been like one or two other ones maybe, but like they came and go, they weren't like part of the original squad. Yeah. So there could be the McDonald's thing. Um, Yeah, again, if you have any ideas, please let us know. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Later. It's noodle time. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's very Canadian.